0: All right, so bonus round. Danny, let's talk about helping other designers playtest their games. You know, now there's there's really two kinds of playtesting as far as this conversation is concerned. It's playtesting with normal players, normal gamers who aren't designers, who just want to play games, enjoy games. And then there's playtesting with designers, people who have designed games, who have that mental place that they go to and make games. And so let's talk about it from that angle. As a designer, how do you help other designers in playtesting?
1: Sure. So the first thing you need to do is, as a designer, you need to understand what choices are being made. And you need to be able to articulate, I understand why you made this choice. However, I think with the other choices you made, a different direction is better. If you don't understand why a mechanism is in a game, you need to ask a designer. Because a designer might have a really good reason to put something in a game you think is superfluous. However, when they articulate their reason, they'll be like, oh... Okay, that makes perfect sense. Um, if they can't, that's when you can have a conversation with them. Like, I like the direction you went with these two steps. Have you considered going this direction? Um, we are all artists. We all have fragile egos. You don't want someone coming into your gaming session stomping around saying, This is stupid. <laughs> you should feel bad. Why didn't you do this? Yeah. If you can't... Use your nice words and be constructive, they're not going to do the same for you. So remember that next time you want a new game on the table. Yeah, for sure. That's step one.
0: Yeah, I think being kind goes so far. And just, I mean, even the person, I've played some prototypes from designers and they thought it was the best game ever. And it was easily the worst game I've ever played in my entire <laughs> life. Easily, <laughs> easily. You know, like, what were you thinking? And you paid for art for this? And like, what are you, no, stop. Oh. And you want to just shake them. But you can't, because one one thing I've learned about people is they don't listen to you unless they think you like them. Like if if Danny, if you don't think that I like you as a person, you're not going to listen to what I have to say. Because who cares? I'm just some some jerk that doesn't like you. So like, want <laughs> to take my advice? And so you want to make sure people know that you're for them. Like you're in their corner. You're you're you know wanting them to succeed. And be kind with your criticism. I think one thing that works well is the sandwich approach, where you tell them mm-hmm. something good, you tell them something bad, and you finish by telling them something good. And So you, you kind of sandwich the criticism in the middle there. And it could be something as simple as, you know, I think there's a game in here. That's one of my favorite things to tell people when I, when I play a prototype and I like it. It's like, there's a game in here. It's not there yet. you got a long way to go. But there's a game here. Like, there's something here. And then tell them, but this this is a huge problem right here. And maybe you think about fixing this. But at the same at and then sandwich it with another compliment, but the game, it didn't go on too long, like the length was good for the for the depth of play and all that. And I found that works really, really well. Now, have you found any tricks kinda like that to help people know that you're for them, but also tell them what they
1: need to hear? Absolutely, so, one of the first things I usually do is, if I'm playing a game, so, um, a lot of the games that I play test, people are emulating another game that's out there because like we said earlier in our interview, everything's been done. So if your game is a lot like Marvel legendary, I'm going to say this felt a lot like Marvel legendary, but it didn't have the crazy setup time, which I hate. Hmm. Thank you for fixing that. Um, And then you move into, but one of the things that you changed was you added this extra currency, this third type of currency And I think that's a really compelling idea, but we didn't use it a lot. So is there a way to get more of that in the game, or is it just muddying the water? Yeah. But also, I like that the game's easy to put away, because it only takes 45 minutes to play, and I don't have to sort a million decks. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that. And like you said, the sandwich, but always identify, always have either a solution or a way to look at it. If you can provide, hey, I found this to be a potential issue... Um, I think the reason it's an issue is a it didn't come up enough and that's usually the case like this thing was here but we didn't use it or this thing was here and it slowed us down those are the two biggest issues I encounter in a game a mechanic that seems superfluous Mm -hmm. or a mechanic that is literally just there to extend gameplay
0: yeah for sure and I think another good thing if you're playtesting somebody else's game don't feel like you have to be right like, let, even, if they're, even if they're 100% wrong and you know they're wrong and the way they're doing this and approaching this and answering your questions on it is totally wrong. That's okay. Like, you don't have to be right. And don't make it an argument and don't make it into this long, drawn-out conversation. And when you have to be, you know, you have to make your points known and you have to be understood. Like, just let it go. Let that, if Absolutely. That other, if the other person's going to make a mistake, that's okay. That's their game. It's their game to make a mistake with. Don't feel like you have to take some ownership in it because you did one little play test. Even if you've done a hundred play tests, like it's still not yours. And so just take a step back and, and go, okay, I, I see what you're saying there. I, I hope that I really hope that works out. And don't be sarcastic. Like don't be facetious and just be a jerk about it. But really and truly hope that it does work out for them. And one thing I learned just in, in working in ministry and the church and business. Is seek to understand before you seek to be understood, right? Mm-hmm. And, and try to figure out what that person was thinking, what they're doing, and try to understand that before you go in there and telling them, oh, well, you need to change this, and this mechanic doesn't work, and you need to do this mechanic instead. Like, just go in there and try to understand, because that's going to set them up to think, okay, this person
1: really does want to help. Maybe I should listen to them. Absolutely. And the other thing is, like, nobody play tests in a vacuum, right? So two two big big suggestions for somebody who's designing a game once you've made your third game no one gets their first game published period you're going to spend a lot of time on that baby because you don't know what you're doing you are reaching in the darkness um and then your second game comes along and it's going to be better it's not going to take you as long to make and you're going to get it to the table more than once and you're going to get feedback from your friends it's like holy crap this is great because their context is your first game <laughs> and it wasn't great. So, yeah. definitive improvement. Yep. And then you're going to take it to, and I'm, I'm using this term sarcastically, real gamers mm-hmm. and other game designers, and they're going to eviscerate it. Yep. That's just, it, it's going to happen. So, you're going to move on to your third game. Because if you're anything like me, your two options are be ignorant or stubborn and say, like, no, it's going to work. And you're going to kick a dead horse. Or, You're going to say, okay, well, that dream is crushed. Throw that in the waste bin. Let's start again. Um, And your third idea, you're going to know as you're designing it and you write something, the minute you write it, you're going to stop, play through a round in your imagination and say, oh, this is bad. Hmm. Don't do this. And you're going to find a way to fix it. Then when you take it to the table, at this point, you're getting genuine feedback on tweaks instead of overhauls. And that's the big thing. When you're giving feedback, you're either giving overhauls, full-fledged redesign suggestions, or tweaks, little number crunches, little flavor crunches, little like mechanical, just nuances. The second big thing is, when you're playtesting in a group, you don't have to talk. Like you were saying, another playtester is probably going to say exactly what you're going to say. Yeah they're probably going to say it in a really mean way. Let them get it off their chest. And then afterwards, when you're just talking to the designer and they're in that moment, and like it's emotionally exhausting Mm -hmm. to have your gameplay tested. Like Even if it's a good session, you're still all nerves the whole time. And so afterwards, when they're like, man, I can't believe that guy said whatever, you get to be the hero that helps the designer overcome that emotional exhaustion while at the same time, Appreciating that feedback. Yeah. So, saying phrases like, you know, he really said that in a harsh way and that wasn't cool. But I think there might be a core to what he's saying. We'll mm-hmm. talk about it later. And you're reinforcing that idea while taking away the pain of it. So, shut up and be there afterwards. After the play test is when the real play test happens. Mm.
0: That's a really good point. I never thought about it that way. That's a really good, uh, some really good advice. Any other thoughts or ideas on that?
1: To be honest, I mean, play is such a subjective thing, you're gonna find the way that works for you, you're gonna find the way to take feedback that works for you, or you're not going to be successful. Mm. Like, if you can't take feedback, and you can't give polite feedback, you're gonna have a very tough time in this industry. Because even though it seems super big, it's super tiny. Mm. Everybody knows everybody. And if you get a reputation for not listening, or for being just rude, that's going to follow you yeah. and it's hard to shake.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. Well, Danny, again, really appreciate you coming on the show and thanks for the advice and the wisdom, the insight, and again, good luck with everything you got going on.
1: Hey, thanks, Gabe. It's been my pleasure.